I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> a little uh, Wizard of Oz today. Uh, you'll understand a little more why. I actually think within the uh, song we just heard, uh, is a solution to a lot of our problems out there, whether those be political problems, whether those are personal problems, community problems. Uh, and it's all in that magical word, because. Uh, it actually has very little to do with the wizard. Uh, the wizard is a bit of a myth, actually. Uh, but the the question we want to get to today, as we look at all the news and all the things that are going on, the, the question that we always come back to is, you know, why do we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again? Why do we do what we do when we know what we know? And we're looking at the political landscape and you you listen to a lot of the pundits and, uh, you know, it, it's amazing to me for as much as we like to complain about politicians, most incumbents win re-election. Uh, I think uh, in uh, 16 and 18, I think the win rate for an incumbent across the country was somewhere over 90 percent. I think it might have been 94 uh, percent of incumbents are re-elected. And so... We like to complain. We like to moan. We like to say, oh, I wish they would do this. I wish they would do that different. Uh, and yet we keep doing the same thing. We keep voting for the same people. We keep doing it over and over and over again. Uh, we do the same thing in our businesses. We do the same thing in our relationships, in our homes, in our communities. Uh, and to me, this is just one of the, it is one of the great mysteries of life, really. <laughs> Why do we do what we do when we know what we know? Uh, I remember when uh, my family and I, we lived in uh, in Perth, Australia, uh, for a short season, and uh, this was back in the uh, late 90s. And I remember the first time going to a, a gas station in Perth, Australia. And, of course, like most gas stations, they have a, a place where you people can buy cigarettes and tobacco products. Uh, but at that time, again, this was like 1998, uh, if you were purchasing a package of cigarettes, it already said, wrapped around the box, it said, this product will kill you. Uh, and yet they were selling them by the thousands and tens of thousands. Uh, and I thought even with that packaging, even with that branding on every single package of cigarettes, uh, why do we do what we do when we know what we know? Uh, now, I, personal confession, uh, you know, when it comes to sitting on the couch for a little too long, although we won't have football to watch uh, apparently uh, from the college standpoint, uh, and eating a little too much, again, why do we do what we do when we know what we know? Uh, in our personal lives, you know, how often do we take that extra meeting or miss out on a 
uh, on a, a family activity, knowing that that's the most important thing for us. Why do we do what we do? We know what we know. Uh, and as I've mentioned, when we look at the country, you know, we look at our voting patterns. Uh, a lot of Americans say, hey, we're on the wrong track. We need to change. We need to do something different. And yet we continue to vote the same way. So why, why, why is the question? And it, it seems logical on so many of these things that it, it shouldn't be that hard. You identify what it is that you want, that you should do or should not do, and then do that or don't do that. Uh, but as human beings, of course, there's a, there's a heck of a lot more to it than just observing. Uh, we have all these emotions that go through us when we're looking at being forced to change, when we have to do something different or we have to do something better. Uh, that's often where we get lost. And and that's where I think we have to look at these, you know, emotional things. How do we how do we bend that uh, beyond just the logic of, oh, yeah, I know I need to do that to actually doing it or oh, I know I got to stop doing that. So let's figure out why we're not stopping doing that. <laughs> and to me, that's that's the whole key. And, and so when you look at it, uh, we need to stop and ask ourselves the why. Uh, and this is where this is where the Wizard of Oz comes in. Uh, again, uh, released on, on this date in 1939, uh, and it's in those magical words. You know, they're off to see the wizard, and why? Because, 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 because. So there are four questions in there, five questions in there that get us to all of those because answers. And one of the things that I figured out over the years is that when you ask more of those why questions that give more because answers. You get beyond the surface. It's so easy, for instance, in a business, it is so easy to skate across the surface of why things aren't working or why a product isn't selling or why customers are complaining uh, or why morale is low or the culture is broken. You can skate across the surface of all of those. Uh, but the Wizard of Oz has the answer in that we have to ask why. Well, why did this happen? Okay, and then why did that happen? And then why did that happen? Uh, because if we just skirt, skim across the surface, nothing's going to change ever. So we have to get down. And I always say you you got to ask at least four or five questions that lead you to a because answer. Uh, but so let's talk about some of those. Uh, why? Why do we resist change? Why do we not uh, move forward in a positive way? Again, personal life, business life, community life, family life. It applies in all of these areas. Uh, one of the one of the big reasons, a big emotional reasons, of course, is just the fee, fear of failure. Uh, we're so afraid uh, of just, you know, having that awful moment, looking silly, looking unsmart, you know, all the challenging things. Uh, that fear of failure is is a big one. And we have to recognize that, uh, you know, failure is not really a thing. Uh, it's just part of moving forward. And so my, my philosophy for businesses was always fail forward fast. And the faster you can fail forward, the better off you're going to be. And so find out what is preventing you. Is it the fear of failure? Is that a because for you? What about fear of success? A lot of people look at you a little cross-eyed when you say that. Uh, and this one I found in a lot of personal examples. People who fear success, it's, well, if I do it really well this time, then my boss is going to expect me to do that every time. And I'm not sure I'm that committed <laughs> or I'm not sure I want to live up to a higher standard. If I, if I do it once, they might think I can do it all the time. And I really don't want to go there. Uh, that's a fascinating, uh, fascinating one to look at. Uh, you've also got things like a fear of, of losing control. 
uh, losing control of the narrative, losing control of uh, how things are presented uh, to other people in your organization or community or political party. Uh, losing control is a, is a big one that often prevents us from making progress uh, on really critical issues. Uh, you also have, of course, the fear of missing out. And, well, if I choose this, that means I'm, I can't choose any of these other things that might be really fun or really good or really positive. And you have to, again, be very present uh, in the moment to make those kind of decisions. Uh, you have the fear of sunk costs is another, another big one. Uh, you know, well, I've already invested so much in it. You know, I, I just gotta, I just gotta stick with it a little longer. <laughs> we just kind of keep going back and we end up going round and round is what we, we really end up doing. Uh, and so those are all just examples of different ways that we can uh, look at what those, those standard, uh, costs are uh, and what they actually mean to us moving forward. And as it relates to the to the news today, again, if you look at the uh, the choice of Joe Biden, he had to go through a process. Uh, he needed to look at why uh, did uh, President Trump win in uh, 2016? Uh, what did the what did the uh, party do that uh, didn't attract the right voters that they thought they had? Uh, and so you can go through all of those kinds of things. Uh, and one of the really interesting ones to me is you, you have to have this honest assessment. And again, ask because, 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 because. Uh, we were talking the other day, uh, the uh, chairman of Domino's Pizza uh, would often tell the story. You, many of you remember this. They, they had this whole campaign about how awful their pizza was. Uh, and then Mark Doyle, the, uh, the CEO, said, no, we're, we're taking this on. And the whole campaign was, hey, our, our pizza really stinks. And we're going to make it great, and we're going to make it extraordinary, and be part of that. And they bought into it as a culture, uh, and it and it moved it forward. But I I remember him telling that story to a bunch of politicians, and uh, the response was, "Well, what if what if our pizza's okay?" <laughs> and of course, that party lost. Uh, and so there's there's all of these things where we have to look a little deeper. We can't just get across the surface on all of these issues of our day. And so the Wizard of Oz got it right. Ask a few more why questions and get to the because, 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 because. If you can get five levels down, you're going to get some great answers, some great insight, and some great innovation. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us today on Inside Sources. As always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.